0: What happened at the New
1: Orleans?
2: (laughs) Bitch, I'm back. I'm popular the man.
3: Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive so I rock his rock necklaces My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama I like my baby hair with baby hair and afro I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 Nostro I earned all this money but they never take the country I me. I got
4: hot sauce in my bag. Swag.
5: Although, yeah, was, okay, maybe yeah, we, maybe dialogue. we need to play Beyoncé. There's a lot
4: of life. juju in that song. I'm not saying bad juju, but there's a lot of juju in that song.
5: Um, we are recording now, so Hi. Just, So we're using that. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's not getting lost on the cutting room floor. And that, ladies it's... and gentlemen, whom you've been listening to, uh, other than myself, the incredible Richard Villegas, was the incomparable, uh, what's your name? Beverly Bryant. Oh, I thought
4: you were going to say Beyoncé.
5: <laughs> and And Beyoncé. No, but I mean Beyonce plays plays second fiddle to you. She's she's Destiny's other child. Oof. Um.
4: <laughs> okay, no, no, that 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 would be me. I'm gonna. It's, that's my new Twitter um, tagline. <laughs> Destiny's other Destiny's child. Destiny's stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that Destiny's other, foster child. That <laughs> other laugh
5: that you guys are listening to uh, is a good friend of ours of the show. Great music legend. Um, Chilean godfather of anything good in Brooklyn, um, Sokio. Welcome.
6: Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> and
4: my neighbor, as it turns out.
5: Oh, I mean, yeah, two blocks away. Mm-hmm.
4: Who it's knew? It's
6: incredible. Who knew?
4: This is a very musical neighborhood.
6: Yeah, it is incredible. What, what can we say? Williamsburg.
5: Williamsburg is good Is good for, for music. I'll, I'll say that. I'll give it that much.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can find a really decent job as a barista or... At Starbucks. Starbucks.
4: And they play music in Starbucks, so... Yeah. Just like we were saying.
6: You continue rehearsing
5: in your mind. Harry Connick's newest
4: album, the latest Kenny G. Oh my god! It's really just... Okay, but we're not here to talk about Kenny G. (laughs) It's song mess time. Hey guys, okay, so song mess. Um, So, what do we got, Beverly? We got got really excited this week about uh, Chilean music. Well, we're always excited about Chilean music. Hell yeah. Um... But this time, especially uh, me, particular, I've been very excited about um, a lot of really great uh, women musicians in Chile because um, I found out Francisca Valenzuela is having. She's founded a music festival that is going to be all women, and it's going to start out very small. And it's like with this women's collective. It's called uh, Ruidosa Fest. And all of these wonderful artists that uh, we're all obsessed with are playing, like, Vakuta, um, Marineros. Um, Javier Amena. Yes, of course. Yeah. All the big names. Yeah, it's, it's going to
5: be a good lineup.
4: Um, and then also some artists that I'd never heard before, and I checked them out, or, like, I'd heard their names, and, like, I didn't, I hadn't listened yet, and... So, um, and I've that's why, and, and that's
5: why we're guys. here. Yep. You know, we're doing the work and the listening so that you guys don't have to. <laughs> like we're just your friendly neighborhood, messy song people. All
6: digested.
5: All, it's all digested and regurgitated for yeah. your listening it's pleasure. ABC music.
4: <laughs> um.
5: <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine.
4: I'm fine. And, and we invited Sokio um, because he, he he has some we brought some good stuff but he's brought some even better stuff he's he's going to he's going to educate us <coughs> he knows what
5: he's talking about to the about. roots he's
4: our he's our expert yeah he knows what we what he's
5: talking about and we are usually just trying to catch up so can you tell us a little bit about this we'll, topic we'll we will listen some
6: music from uh, i don't know from 4 centuries ago <laughs> and uh, so we'll start really from maybe the beginning we, Maybe from we'll the, start in the beginning with a
4: little bit more um, why don't we play you what we brought and okay then you'll be like then then you'll you'll tell us what you think of that. Yeah my, okay Let's my, my, we'll we'll way. Just start right. something uh, start with something from Ruidoza. Um What do you want to start with Beth? I would like to play um, the first song that I'm I'm captivated by is um, by a singer-songwriter named Nati Su. And the song is called Manana. Mm-hmm. And I think it is uh, the best track on her album, so that's why I want you to hear it. Okay. And yeah, let's check it out. <laughs>
1: Vivir. despierta pequeño sentir, no borres lo que
6: great. She tried to come to New York a couple of months ago.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that was a really and sad story. Everything
6: conspired against her.
5: Mm. So sad. Well, I mean, obviously I'm not just going to say that it's a sad story and then not tell the listeners why it's a sad story. Um, what
4: happened? For yeah. the
5: listeners at home, yeah, Nati Su tried to come to New York. I think she just wanted to come. I don't even think it she was, was part, related She was
6: part of uh, the crew of Francisca Valenzuela. Oh, yeah. They were. They were on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mexico and uh, the idea was Mexico and the US. Yep. And when they arrived to, to Mexico City, mm-hmm. she lost her uh, passport.
5: Well, it was stolen, actually. The stolen. Yeah.
6: And everything went wrong after that. I mean, she gets in the detention area and they, they deported her to Chile. So she lost part of the tour in Mexico. Yep. So try to connect again and drive, uh, drive. <laughs> Imagine. and fly directly to the U.S. And then I don't remember what happened. Um, the,
5: what happened was that like she had another leg. Uh, she had like the, the flights and whoever stole her passport actually like used those flights. So there was it was identity theft on identity. theft. We, it was really it was really disgusting terrible. what happened to her. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, and, like, she had to do a whole GoFundMe, and eventually she did come to New York, um, but she just, just because, like, it was her dream to come here, yeah. you know, that's what she, she kept saying, she's like, you know, I, I want to go to the U.S., I want to see it, I, you know, I had this dream and this promise, um, that I really wanted to, like, see through, and so she came to New York, um, she messaged me a few times because I know her boyfriend, she, who plays with Me I'm Sebastian, and so, like, you know, we, we, we were supposed to, like, meet up, and I would give her, like, a a bit of a tour of the city, but it just, it, and unfortunately, things just didn't uh, work out, so we never Mm -hmm. met, but, um, yeah, it it was, it's just really, really sad, and particularly, like, to an artist, to an indie artist, and on top of that, an indie artist in Latin America, which obviously is not the same amount of money that an indie artist in the U.S. might be making, so it's, it's just... It's
6: yeah, but also, I mean, it is super expensive for Chilean artists to travel yeah. everywhere. It's the end of the world, literally. It's so I mean, it's so far.
4: That's why I was so, like, over the moon when Danver played here. Oh. Because I thought I'd never get to see them. And, yeah, we get to see so few. But, well, there are some Chilean artists coming our way soon. But I would love to see Nessie Sue play here in New York. That would be awesome. What, so, what do you think a live
5: performance of, of Nati Su's music would look like? Since, obviously, we were... You know,
6: I that. never saw her perform live. I mean, because I left Chile
5: mm-hmm.
6: when she was having her explosion. Okay, the yeah. moment, and I just miss it. So, she's, I don't know exactly. She's performing
4: at South by, you said, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, maybe I'll get to see her. I'm picturing, you know, a drum machine and a synthesizer, but I don't a know. A looper. Yeah, something like that. I like.
5: I could see her like with an acoustic guitar. I could maybe, see like
6: I, she was. She was willing to perform with an acoustic guitar in New York.
5: Yeah, so, so that's that's too. what I that's what I would see. Um, cool. Well, good luck to who You know, positive vibes. Let's hope when uh, South Square by. Yeah, let's hope South by is the the redeeming moment.
4: And I'm also. I also think she's going to kill it at Dosa Fest. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. And then, um, while I was digging into the lineup for Ruidosa, I came across a another name that sort of sparked my interest: Planta Carnivora.
6: Planta Carnivora.
4: Yeah, car- Planta Carnivora, and <laughs> she has uh, a song that I understand was very controversial called uh, "Vagina Dentata."
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, you know the song. It was performed on a television show and created mm-hmm. quite a stir. What? Um, so she, she
6: she became famous basically because of that.
4: Now, what? Why was it that this song uh, created such controversy? Why? Why?
6: Because of her performance at, at this show. Because it was insane. I mean, no, I mean, let's start the, the TV show where she sang this vagina, vagina and pata song. It is a weird show. It's like a poor late night show with nothing there. And bad guests every night, and they sounds in, fantastic. It no, in fact, it is fantastic because everybody has the the freedom of doing whatever
4: they want. That's the late night show that I want to have. Well, you can have it in <sighs> wait. Chile. We have it now, kind of. Yeah. I feel like this is like I feel like uh, Songmess is very inspired by. Um, you can't do that on television, and. Wayne's Mess. Yes.
6: yes. <laughs> so, so, so the, the the host of the show is a right wing dude.
5: Hmm. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> so
6: Catholic, and but he thinks he's um super uh, a messy guy. You know, he's different. Mm. And they invite her, and that's what you saw. I mean, this girl singing this weird song about vaginas with a little drum machine synthesizer. With this super <clears throat> not-for-TV lyrics. Of course. And, yeah.
5: Because it's, it's reggaeton,
6: right? Yes Isn't and no. It? It's just like nerdcore. N- nerd, nerdcore. Nerd-arty synth-pop. Really? Yeah. Well, because I,
5: I, cause I R- know, know that...
4: tone Sorry. What Sorry, is Sorry, guys. <laughs> what was that? It said... Artie tone? Yeah, like reggaeton with art. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
5: because I saw a little while back, because I follow um, Adriana Igual, Uh and I know that she did a song with him, and it was just reggaeton, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, Mm -hmm. because I also brought a reggaeton pick for for later, Uh and I'm just like, oh, okay, we're going to have multiple reggaeton tracks, but I guess this is not at all that, so... It's a little different. Now I'm really excited to hear this. All right.
2: Toda la saliva, no discrimino en el local, soy esquiva. No te pago, liga, riega la esquina y te asesino con mi rima. Palabras duras como el metal, el trash y el rap. What the fuck, oh man? ¿Qué te pasa? No me mirí las tetas, te piso, te aplasto con mi maceta. Afila tu ponzón, toma un buen tenedor. Planta carnívora sale del callejón y te daré el manso ni que con Mi vagina dentada te infectará, mis dientes de piraña no son normal, ya lo verás, te dolerá. Te comeré y te chanto tu pena en tu acto anal, reacciona. Uh. si tanto te vaya a chorarte no pensís que voy a consolarte andate rastrero conche tu madre que te voy a descuartizarte y por la dorsal sacarte la chucha y como antes voy a violarte y triturarte meteré tus huesos 3% tu ronco maní Si tanto te picáis anda el pinach, y te compráis unos guantes de Barbie o de Barney Y del cuello péscame y sácame el oxígeno ¿Y qué tanto? No voy a morirme porque soy entera vía Que te saco para estar en la raja tu tumba en tu estria mira un mejor lugar que yo te voy a dejar en la calle como la gay chay Qué tanta wea si soy tan chora Te pesco, te saco, te arrastro por la vereda Eres un pobre imbécil, saco wea Tengo la mansacuea, no uso cartera, las hueas te las dejo de onda macha Dicen que arito perla no da la pasá, que no sabe su la racha Esas minas tienen las frutillas enteras pa' cantaría. Más insoportable que vos, perro entero la día. Me importa un pico, tu estética estética, para mí raquítica, tu química insípida Te aplica si no suplica, si tanto te complica Cierra los ojos y piensa, minita rica Comiendo mierda, tanto te cuesta, gonorrea saliendo de mi boca Comémonos un poco, la droga, la droga, mujeres cochinas se urgen por prestar la vagina, entera cuicas, perras sedientas de zapatos y perfume, comiendo carne los perros se sienten más hombres, Faquinética, estúpida carrera, ándate a estudiar derecho si quieres ser un pobre imbécil, saco weá, si quería una mina como tu cartera, un auto grande pa' suplir tu pene de goma, tócame las tetas, estoy entera cancerígena, me sale sangre y marisco una vez al mes, y que weá, que weá. Quieren echarnos la leche en la boca, pero no enredadas con la menstruación Voy a juntar sangre en una taza y hacer terapia del shock. Mi pantufla no es tu croc, mi chouchera no es tu banco Vos te has subido el duro, yo soy entero, pero duro Nica, que nada sanco. en zanco Planta carnívora, jatorijanso Yendo a la batalla, la de balanzo Jotokinigue la chocha sin condimento Yendo a la guerra sin armamento Aforro pelado, bien culiao Mañana voy a tener que sentarte de lado Cabro, no te vengáis pa' acá Cabro, te va a irte terrible Yo soy peor que bestia colosal Te voy a pescar, te voy a violar, triturar Comeré tu hueso con sal Los venderé en el Montserrat 8% de mierda más que que de grasa Te pesco, te arrastro por la vereda Más que perro muerto en la interestatal, en la dorsal Se trituró con mi vagina, planta carnívora asesina, mi sed de pena no se apaga con benzina, muéleme la cocaína para jalarle y llegar a un clímax, azótame contra la muralla, no sale nunca tu telaraña, mi lengua engulle que te engulle, se explaya mucho más deprisa, tu arrollado ya no se eriza. vomito de la risa, soy tan mortal que te hice ceniza, ya y risa.
4: So there were some mature themes in
6: that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember if if this it was this show, I mean this the episode where the mom of this dude came in and said, "What the fuck? What are you talking, girl?" What? I like, yeah.
4: I mean that was. was like
6: the mom is like the producer like of the trying show. To like
4: shame her or something?
6: No, like what is this? Why are you singing this? What? What is your problem?
5: Well, that was nasty. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give... She's nasty. The, the, she's I'll beyond give,
6: nasty. And she's a visual artist.
5: She's my hero. I'll give oh. the mom that. That was pretty great. Um, like, I, I'd almost rather play the mom's reaction than the song. Because um, that was, that was a lot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even... <laughs> are, you, are you impressed? I'm something. It was very vivid. It was, yes. it was very vivid. You know? Yeah. Um, Okay, well, what do we got? So, yeah, so we have a young Ellen Page, Juno-looking <laughs> girl who does not give a goddamn about anybody, about TV, about this host, mm-hmm. who is a... Decency. Yeah, who is a middle-aged man, and I, I, I'm, I live for that. I, I'm, you know, good for her. Uh, the subject matter, I guess, is... Um, I don't know about what the I subject mean, matter I, is. I
6: think, I think the subject matter is, I am free. Right. And I can have what I want. And it doesn't matter. I, I don't give a fuck about you. That right. is, But with a, a nastiness beyond my comprehension. This I would
4: say, um, for the folks at home, you should picture Courtney Barnett rapping with lyrics that were co-written by Kathleen Hanna. That's, yes. that's what I'm, I'm getting from her. Sounds and I'm, I'm very into it.
6: Very accurate.
4: I don't know who these people are, but I believe you. Um, I'll probably edit that part out. <laughs>
5: um, fair enough. You know, only my admission that I don't know who these people are. That's that's what I'll be cutting out. Um, We're here to learn, right? <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. Like that was cool. Again, I might just cut this. But um, I think you're just you're, <laughs> you're just, stunned. I don't know how to react to it because like it, I guess maybe because it was a live performance of it, I don't have a full scope of what this actually does sound like because it really was just her with a mixer kind of it sounds the
6: same
4: really
5: it sounds the same same. she's Um, very
4: lo-fi yeah and so do you know anything about her live stage show because she's a visual artist you said
5: yes she is all
4: right so she does i I imagine that there's an aspect of performance art to what she does then
6: i think i think everything she does is very lo-fi knowing she's collaborating with uh, Adriani Igual Right. And all that generation of dudes are pretty
5: much the same. It's like a very chill punk. That's what I got from it. It was yeah. just like super, like pu- sleep punk wave or whatever. Artie punk. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I guess, you know, Planta Carnivora does tie in um, pretty well into one of the artists that I brought in, which was Tomasa del Real. Oh! Have you heard of her? Okay.
6: Yes, I just learned about her.
5: Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, a couple so Couple of days ago. Actually, I learned about her through Adriana Igual. He, like, shared, because she has a new video out, which mm-hmm. he shared. Um, but I want, the one that I want to highlight is the video that she put up before that. It's about a, it's about <laughs> a hangover, and it's really, again, it's more badassery. Uh, which I feel, it's kind of gross. Um, kinda. you know, because that's just what we're doing um but the track is also produced by like Paul Marmota and Lao wow. from Nafi yeah so like the beats are really solid um and again it's just you know we'll we'll watch the video and we'll discuss it and again I I'll encourage the listeners at home to find this video it's called Mini Hangover and she's cool and i guess we'll listen to it to it and then you guys can just react i guess <laughs> i like okay. the name i like mini hangover that's
4: cute cute little hangover i wish all my hangovers were Moisturizing
6: mini hangover <laughs>
3: I Pero... Pero...
0: Pero tiene la uña larga Me dejó marcar la espalda Y yo a ella la nalga
3: Despertando en la mañana con resaca Te cuando me hacías tu gata Despertando en la mañana con resaca Miau, miau, yo sí te dejo pasar que de mi no te vas a arrancar no me importa mañana vomitar, hacerlo duro y pa la casa al despertar me duele todo, veo mordida salí cojeando, lame mis heridas me duele todo agarro mi mochila, nombre falso y un beso de despedida
6: Yeah, she's good.
5: <clears throat> yeah,
6: she's good. I think she has a style. She does, and that is really something.
5: I find that um, sort of punk has infiltrated, or like at least the attitude has infiltrated many different genres now. Mm-hmm. So like, it has that. It even though it's reggaeton, which is usually chided by like rockers and mm-hmm. whatever. You know, she's covered in tattoos. You know, she looks like she needs a shower. You know, that makeup is not fresh. But she looks cool and badass. You know, like, mm-hmm. which a lot of the reggaeton um, musicians, especially women in particular, are usually just like their asses are hanging out, titties out. You know, it's like it's rather innocuous lyrics. And she's talking about, like, you know what, I have a hangover and I'm ready to do it again.
4: Mm-hmm. Fuck it. You know, and she gets down and I dig it. I, I dig it. Um, I don't know. I was I was a little surprised that you you picked a real uh, reggaeton track for yeah, this, really. knowing knowing your your your, your taste <coughs> and feelings about reggaeton.
5: Yeah, it's not a very me track, and w- is, which is one of the reasons I wanted to bring it in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most important things that um, was said to me when I started writing for Remiscla, and it was it was a joke that really kind of stuck to me. It was just like you know, just pitch, us whatever, just make sure it's not all synth pop. And I was like. <laughs> And I was like, that is so on the head, it's just really I was they, like, they okay I need to watch myself. They yeah. Know you. Well right. Um, I mean like I was at all the synth pop shows. But
6: it, but it's difficult because <clears throat> in in most
5: <clears throat> UK?
6: <laughs> yeah, there <clears throat> there was some reggaeton. Just
5: too much reggaeton in your throat. Yeah,
6: yes. So again, um, I think the this song have really m- musical value. Yeah. The way she sings, she is, I think she has a style so she's developing one. Um, the lyrics are great, that's important too. Mm-hmm. And in in the production side is Paul Marmota. This guy is really rad.
5: And uh and Lao, like uh-huh. who's, who's just who's up and coming like also in the Nafi mm-hmm. uh, areas because I know Paul Marmota and Zutsut <clears throat> are t- touring Europe right now. Uh-huh. Um, and Lao is going to perform at uh, Normal which I'm really... He's one of the one of the names that I'm most excited to see perform. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I've been hearing a lot about this guy. Um, yeah, those beats are sick. Um, and then they just put out... She just put out this other song called Tu Senora. Um, which has a very, like... I know, right? Um, it has a really cool dancey feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still reggaeton. Um, you know, but I, I really wanted to go with this one. Because it's just, like, I, I feel like, this really underscores her style. Mm-hmm. Like, in the video, she's just puking on the sidewalk, and that's cool. Like, it's, you know, not glamorous, but it's not meant to be, um, you know.
6: She reminds me, in a way, uh, when I, I guess everybody felt the same when Calle Trece show up, you know, and say, oh, this, those lyrics are great, and this is reggaeton, and, you know, right. there's, that's the quality I'm appreciating in this song.
5: Well, Gaya Teresa wasn't always uh, political. That, that came no.
4: later on. Um, a lot of people forget Atravete. that they were just... Yeah, exactly, that they were
5: just... This is st-
6: sort of the same.
4: But it's, it's interesting <clears throat> because there's, there's, a, there's a lot of artists like this. They're taking reggaeton and then they're doing something sort mm-hmm. of subversive with it mm-hmm. kind of reclaiming a sound that a lot of people grew up with and, you know, seeing what else they can do with it. Mm-hmm. So that's... Which I think that's a pretty cool trend. I'm into that.
5: Yeah, it's again like it's this whole idea of bleeding genres, you know, again, the we do not use a w word here and the w word is world music. We will not be using that. Um What is that?
4: <laughs> what? Yeah, what is world music? <clears throat> well,
6: Peter Gabriel.
4: Yeah, actually that is you make a good point where it's like really like a lot of what people started calling world music is actually like these like fusions that were hooked up Appropriation. in a studio. Right. Yeah. Oh, as opposed to I like guess, yeah. yeah that that too you know where it's like you know there was that movement in the 70s um, a friend of mine has told me about where you know they started labeling things world music but a lot of times it wasn't um, music that was really like traditional music from a part of the world. Mm-hmm. It was like well, well you know we'll get some guys who play the tabla and they'll come in here and we'll get them. In the studio with this, like, guitar dude from England and... Well, if you think about it, Dead
6: Can Dance, the, this incredible duo from 4AD, the label, mm-hmm. uh, the, you can consider them uh, world music because they use this, you know, resources from other eras and Africa, uh, Celt- Celtic... Yeah, yeah, Celtic. yeah, music. Celtic,
4: yeah, Celtic. It's true, and like, and you will find like, uh, you will find like Irish folk records in the mm-hmm. world music section, which just makes it seem like it's like a weird thing because then, you know, but American folk music, or Americana, is gets its own section. That doesn't, none of it makes any sense. And then like mm-hmm. some music that's classified as like world music is not traditional music exactly. It's like the classical music of India or Africa my and, understanding and of pop music mm-hmm. you know so it just it ends up being this like completely meaningless genre
5: well my understanding of, of world music has always been i guess maybe it's like uh what is it uh n- new new age music like yanni uh what's his name <laughs> john
4: tesh and that too like that, that stuff gets dumped in there although enya's fun i like
5: her you know that's that's what i've always heard as as world music and i'm like okay and then all of a sudden You start getting someone like Kalimutza is world music, and I'm like John Tesh and Kalimutza cannot be in the same damn sentence. Like, there's no way you can just make that. Well,
6: I mean, I think it depends on what a label needs to put under, you know,
4: as a label. It's a music industry term, and then there's a world music industry. You need to explain
6: this to put it on stores this way, you know. It's.
4: But then it's like it really. I think it ends up hurting musicians in the end, you know, because they get. Classified as world music when, for example, you know, where, it could really where be a much broader put, audience than would, like, listen to something called world music.
6: Where you would know? put uh, Javier Mena in, in a store in the U.S. in Latin American music.
4: But you should, I mean, you shouldn't, though, because, like... But it is. But then, because then she's with all these artists who she has, like, nothing in common with, except for, like, where she's from. And then uh, all the fans of like really sick electronic music won't find her because they didn't look in that section. You know, it should be in the electronic section. If it's in a section, at- I don't. We- it's a
6: good thing to 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 start thinking about what what would where where this music will be. You know, well, Denver like, or yeah. or Alexander.
4: And that's right. that's another thing because then there's there's this other debate where like you stop calling things world music. But then people are also like, stop calling it Latin alternative. Stop calling it Latin okay. indie, you know? And then, so, which, like, on the one hand, you know, as we were discussing earlier, like, you know, um, a lot of the artists are influenced by each other, you know, from different countries throughout Latin America. You know, Natalia Lafourcade has influenced people across South and Central America. So it is, like, you can talk about the existence of Latin indie as separate from other things, but on the other hand maybe it's not really smart to, like, put those walls around something, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I, it's um,
5: somebody, well, actually, to bring a Kalimutza again, because I, I, I interviewed her a little while back, and she was saying, like, at this point, world music is just sort of a uh, an evolving term. It's really just genres, ble- you know, bleeding into mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And that's really the definition of world music, I feel, at this point. She's like, you know, we're, we're in a position where, um, you know, the internet puts us in each other's living rooms you know, you can be anywhere now. And, and same with music, you know, you can, like we were saying, just P- Peter Gabriel, uh-huh. you can have African music and Indian music mixed with, say, rock and roll and uh-huh. blues, you know, just at this point, it's just, I don't know. It, I, but I just feel like world music is sort of insulting to a lot of uh, genres because it just makes it bo- sound boring and inane. And now, see, know. and
4: that's, that's interesting because so she's not mad at the term at all.
5: No. But she
6: the where she is at.
4: And in geez. relation to that. Hmm. But it just it, she's not mad at
5: the term. She just wants us to understand have a better understanding of what that term means. And I think that's probably what most musicians would want. Um that's why I, I generally prefer Latin indie or Latin alternative because even Latin indie, you know, what's her name? Uh Natalia La Furcade will get described as Latin indie. She's a tremendously successful artist. I don't feel comfortable calling her indie anymore.
4: That's another reason why it's awkward.
5: You know, like I like Latin Alternative because, you know, it isn't in the norm.
4: So, w- w-
6: what would be Gabi Amarantos from Brazil? Do you know about her? Mm
4: mm-hmm.
5: hmm. I would, I mean, I don't, but I would call her Latin Alternative. If
4: she, would she's not... not that alternative though. But if she... she's, she's really,
6: I mean, uh, for, for the audience, Gabi Amarantos is a, a superstar. Oh, is she? She's a superstar in Brazil, but she comes from a super weird genre of music created in the house. I don't remember the exact term for that. Is it like pop music? It is like pop music, but it's a it's it's, it's like reggaeton. Okay. But it's but it's not that oh, like rhythm. Brega? Like tecno it's Brega? like Technobrega. Okay. Thank you. It's Technobrega. Well.
5: See, I know things.
6: From <clears to throat> yeah, time. and yeah, that's important just... because Technobrega became a thing. Right. With their own system of distribution. Away from very
4: interesting case study.
6: Yeah, it's away from mainstream labels and everything. They start selling their music, uh, a la F- en la feria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in the in the. Market. What's the name?
5: The uh, which market? So,
6: where you buy the fruit and just fish.
5: The markets. I mean, just the public markets. Okay, okay. So, I uh, mean, because uh, w- uh, there's a lot of th- like I would call digno brega. I would I would put it under the alternative uh, umbrella for sure because it's not, you know, it's not your regular pop. Yeah, you know, it's not. St- what What is Brazil known for? Samba.
4: Um, I, lam- Not not lambada. <laughs> Like, yes but then like but then you get like it, it gets it gets very messy because then it's like well like what what is indie music because they're independent artists but it's sort of hmm it's the mainstream for the place where they're making the music i mean it comes from the north
1: right exactly. yeah. and this yeah. is
4: like and that's just it's like it's like um it's like Baile Funk or um, like Reggaeton, even where it's sort of this is what everyone listens to. It's the dance music that everyone's going to dance to at mm-hmm. a party. It's like yeah. Cumbia in Mexico, you know. So it's sort of, but it's more. It's just the difference. If there's a difference, is that it's newer and it's from the digital age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of it, it does that's the, we're getting into some very interesting questions about culture. I think. Like, what, what is indie? Yeah. Worth exploring. What yeah. is all and what is what is alternative? What is where even is the mainstream anymore? So. And like, that's, but anyway, one thing is, um, de del Real Mm -hmm. is not world music.
5: No, certainly not. That's how we got (laughs) into
4: this. (laughs) Absolutely
5: not. Um, yeah. And, and again, like the idea of genre bleeding is very interesting, but Mm -hmm. she is certainly without any room for doubt, not world music. She is a reggaetonera, badass, um, and cool. And I'm glad she, uh. She spawned this little conversation. Um, so before we go into, you know, Sokio's full-on lecturing of, you know,
4: Chile, Chilean women in music, because it's gonna be you children better pay attention. Um, yeah, we we told him we told him we liked uh, a lot of women artists in Chile, and he was like, you don't know. Yeah, um, he, he's like, let me come, let me come down there. He, like, he pulled out <laughs> like the true. encyclopedia. I'll be right over.
6: Like, oof, it, I bring like 60 songs.
5: Well, you know, just a light, you know, just a quick picking just to be prepared.
6: Yeah, like 10 seconds per song. <laughs> Imagine. So you will pick just a glimpse.
5: That would be upsetting.
6: Okay, so uh, what we are... But, but wait, wait. No, 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 more.
5: no. I had one more, but actually... Just, just... No, okay. okay go we'll, for it. We'll listen to that just at go. the end. Yeah, I okay. feel like that's a good uh, that's okay. a good closer. Anyway, so yeah, so just go ahead. What, what do you got for us?
6: Okay, so I decided to it's a random selection Um, so we will start with an 80s women trio called Frecuencia Mod cool which was the first really professional attempt in Chilean music during dictatorship which is not a minor thing yeah to create a a product a musical product they grabbed these three women who used to sing really great ballads, and they transformed her, uh, transform them into this disco divas. Ooh! So the song we will hear is called. Um, duele, duele. Duele, duele. Yep.
5: Cool. Okay, let's listen to that now. Tell, me, tell us about
6: that song. Okay, so imagine uh, Chilean society, dictatorship, everything is gray. And suddenly the New York glamour, all the nastiness of disco music, comes to the end of the world with these three gorgeous women singing about, oh, it hurts, it hurts your love. And everybody wow. was crazy. There's, there's a
5: lot of ways you could
4: take that.
6: Exactly. And you need to take it the right way it's, or the wrong way.
5: It sounds like they were taking it all the ways. All
6: the ways. So they're... they're yeah, <laughs> they're singing about love, but you know you know really what are we talking about here. So...
5: Were they like a manufactured group? Yes, or were absolutely. They, okay. Oh,
6: okay. they were a, a product, but they were real, real great singers. Right. And in fact, they moved to Germany after the success because chile was not enough right of course and they moved to to germany and then they split it's a classic story you know
4: how long so that, how that's long... really interesting because that's that's where they donna make a, summer like a got couple of
6: albums after that
4: and i'm oh, sorry that, I mean, we're that. saying that that's where donna summer got her start in germany so that's that's a oh, like, uh-huh. full circle kind of thing there
6: the producers were there
4: well, I mean, it makes Giorgio sense.
6: Giorgio Moroder. Mm-hmm. What's
5: uh, uh Germany's had like the largest dance market in the world for like a long, 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 they long, 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 long time. Germans? The, well, I don't know. About
6: Sausage it. and dance music.
5: Well, polka is
4: great. Beer, don't music. forget beer. Oh, beer! They're, they've got the beer, beer nailed down there.
6: Beer garden.
4: So, so, but but going back to Chile, this was very subversive as well for the time.
6: It was. It was. But it lasted, let's say, a couple of years.
4: I mean, disco
5: during the dictatorship sounds like it would be, like, you could probably sneak in a lot of different messages in dance music. Yes. In fact, they created some rich
6: dudes. They created uh, this amazing <clears throat> disco club uh, with military money. Fausto. And... No. no. <laughs> what was the name? I, w- I will remember. I will remember at some point. La Blondie. No, no. They, they, they invest, like, $2 million making a club. Wow. Only for rich people and disco music. All wearing this, you know, gold dresses and roller roller skates. Really? Mm-hmm. So a little bit like Studio Fifty Four. <clears throat> exactly. That was the idea. Balado. And cocaine, of
5: course.
6: It was. Yeah. I mean, when in Rome. <laughs> you need to do it, <laughs> of course.
5: Um, cool. So, where are you taking us next?
6: okay so we will listen to a song of a band called primeros auxilios okay so first aid and um, two women are singing this band uh, they <clears throat> the project lasts uh, for a couple of years this is 86 okay um, in a really rough moment moment of Dictatorship too Dictatorship just Crossed all Chilean history So um, This is When People was Coming I mean People was traveling And trying to get More music from Different countries And trying to mix All these things Like Jazz And funk It's weird I'm excited about it It's weird Just And so this
5: is Primeros auxiles And what's the song again?
6: Uh the song is called
5: Primeros Auxilios. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, let's have a listen.
6: What do you think about the song
5: jazzy cool uh smooth sade criminal smooth all the criminals
4: sweetest taboo
6: yeah i think it's all of that and at the same time there was a lot of other stuff happening in chile mm-hmm. with this
4: it
5: was like it was like shade's percussion with like a flamenco singer's voice um like that very like, la, 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 you know, I really, I uh-huh. really like that. It was, again, it had that very Spanish feel, um, but also like in a smoky, like dimly lit bar, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was cool. I really dug this. I, I feel like I could hear like this band would be playing in the, ba- in a background scene and like in a background during an Al yeah. like, scene that's or that's something. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that.
5: I really dug that. That's cool. So, um, so who were they? So...
6: So, uh, one of the female components is Maria Jose Levin, who later became part of another great Chilean band called UPA. She was the the keyboard player. Mm -hmm. And then she created another Latino, let's say the first electronic approach uh, to Cumbia in 91 or 92. Really? Okay, so who is this? That 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 thing is called Maria Sonora. All right. It's a different project, but I don't have it because there's no, no recordings but this is, this is, available. No, this this is
4: important. This is like the uh, you're you're telling us about the the real progenitor of electro cumbia, and that's like it was. It I want to know about this. It was
6: something weird. Like, in right time, now. it happens. Let's say for a year, and then they move to um, Germany. Mm-hmm. As hmm. All Again. these Chileans who move. I'm starting to notice a pattern here. Yeah, all people. Moved to Germany, especially people who, were, who was making electronic music, and these guys were in deception. Mm. And then they disappear. Of course.
5: Really? I mean, yeah. uh, we so have to find them. Imagine like a making the band or like reuniting the band or yeah. I there was
4: a show tried. called Bands Reunited. I yeah. think they
6: tried to get together a couple of times at the end of the nineties and beginning of the two thousands, and nothing happened. Really. Can
4: we listen to a little bit of that?
1: Sorry. Eso contigo es bailar Al ritmo de la cumbia original Bueno, cuando estoy contigo no bueno, me puedo despegar Si me dice lo contrario, bueno, me voy a recair En busca de, en busca de, en busca de Esa zombita rica para acurrucarte Contigo digo yo, mamita, quiero quedarme Se nota que tu cuerpo está que arde Por eso mismo yo, mamita, dice llevaré. En busca de, en busca de, de Esa zombita rica Para poderte poder En busca de, en busca de, de Esa cumbia, mamacita, te lo juro, va a soltarte En busca de, en busca de, de Esa zombita rica para a poder tracurrucar En busca de ti, en busca de ti. Mira, esta cumbia mamacita, te lo juro a soltarte. Yo te lo juro va 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 a soltarte. me hace delirar, ya no puedo parar de gozar, cumbia es todo lo que quiero hacer, ya no puedo parar de bailar, este ritmo me hace delirar, ya no quiero parar de gozar, no quiero comer, no quiero dormir, no quiero salir y pensar en ti, no quiero parar, para respirar, no tengo donde ir, ni donde llegar, no quiero comer, no quiero No,
5: no. Um so this just became the uh, Beverly Bryant confessional. I'm just um, I'm just holding Richard back. <laughs> uh, that is our soundbite. By the way, we are recording. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Um so Sonora, what is Maria, Maria Sonora? Sonora? That was cool. I really like that. It was really good. Yeah. Um I wouldn't necessarily I guess it is like electro cumbia because whenever I think of electro cumbia, I think of like psychedelic cumbia, which is mm-hmm. not at all the same thing. But I always kind of associate the two. I really like that. Like I would dance to that. i mean because I'm I'm a, I, I enjoy like traditional cumbia just kind of to have around or if I'm like you know if, if I'm at a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. But at a party, I don't really enjoy traditional cumbia. Oh. Um, I need something with a little extra punch. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I'm not that kind of guy that will be at the party and dance reggaeton or saxophone. You need
6: EDM day. cumbia.
5: Maybe not EDM cumbia,
4: but like...
5: Wow!
6: Yeah. Well, I think almost
4: yeah. no matter what you do with cumbia, it's like it ends up being this very sort of like laid-back, even beat. Yeah. You yes. know? that's the like, magic. It's for ch- grooving ch- ch- to, ch- ch- you know? Ch- ch- yeah. So it's ch- sort of... You You can you can dump all the bass in there you want. It's still going to be a cumbia. And, you know, so that... Yeah, I, I don't know. I... As Richard knows, I, I find it easier to dance to dance hall, personally. but it's... That is true. <laughs> I wouldn't peg you for that. I, I, I would always peg you more for a punk
5: rocker, but you never cease to amaze me.
4: Well, there's, you know, that's a different kind of dancing, but... It...
5: Okay. <laughs> Throw that ass in a circle. Um, so, what's next...
6: Oh what's next? Uh, that's a good question. My uh, your show now like, so so Yeah, I get a little a, a little confused for a second as, Okay, so let's do Las mm. Cleopatra's. Okay. And let's listen to Las Cleopatra's singing with Jorge Gonzalez, okay. a version of the hit Corazones Rojos.
5: Um, okay. So
6: a little bit of history about this Las Cleopatra's was a uh, performing unity, three women again. Uh, an actress, I psychiatrist, and I don't remember exactly what the other woman was doing at the time. Uh, they were really young. This is, again, 87, 88 or okay. something.
5: Throwback. And
6: um, they were crazy, crazy, just doing crazy stuff on stage. Let's think about Klaus Nomi, you know.
5: Yes.
6: And then everything was at the time. Everything happened at this place called Matucana Diecinueve. Oh, not Matucana Sien. No, Matucana Sien no, is the cultural center, but Matucana Sien was called the Garage Matucana, okay. and was number nineteen. In the same street, and was a car garage, and the the son of the owner used to close it by night and make parties. Oh, really? Yes, I'm at parties and, you know, charge people for a cover and have booze and re- indie bands. Latin is good night. for that, yeah. Yeah, so at this place, this woman uh, exploded. But it was, let's say, like a supernova. Just one second.
5: <laughs> so this is Las Cleopatras. Yeah. Uh, and what's the song that we're going to... Oh, Corazones, Corazones Rojos. Here we go.
1: Corazones rojos, corazones fuertes Espaldas débiles de mujer Mil insultos como mil latigazos Mil latigazos dame de comer De comer cordura, de comer comida Yo
0: sabré cómo traicionar Traicionar y jamás pagar Porque
1: yo soy un hombre y no te puedo apreciar Así es más. pues, más o menos ¡Eres ciudadano! Segunda clase sin privilegios y sin honor, porque yo doy la plata. Estás forzada a rendirme honores y seguir mi voz.
0: Búsquete un trabajo, estudia algo, la mitad del sueldo y doble labor.
5: Si te quejas, ahí está la puerta. No
1: estás autorizada para dar opinión. Vas discriminada, vas aconsejada. ¡Ey! ¡Cleopatra! Niña,
5: sacaré ventaja De tu amor de adulta Te reiré
1: con tu amor de madre Dormiré en
5: la fiesta
1: Con tu amor de esposa Te mentiré Los hombres inventamos, los hombres
0: compramos Ganamos batallas y también marchamos
5: Tú lloras de nada y te quejas De todo para cuando a veces Nos emborrachamos
1: Corazones fuertes Corazones fuertes ¡Hey!
6: la casa
4: super into it as soon as the power chords came in it's like this pavlovian never mind i mean you know you're a hardcore girl i get it it's fine <laughs> i mean i'm just i'm in, i'm embarrassed
5: well i know this song from before uh, not not this particular version of it i know the original uh-huh. like, version because i i love that album like I, I there was a moment there when i just played that album
6: again out. and again
5: yeah. Out because some their best songs are on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tren al sur and yeah. estrechas de corazon. You know, I'm a huge, huge, huge Los Prisioneros fan. Um, I noticed they changed the, the lyric. Exactly uh, when they when it's like hey Cleopatra. The original lyric is a mujer. Uh uh-huh. um, So I really appreciate that they like sort of took that, a song that's already an anthem and they made it their own.
6: I'm sure, uh, I mean, Las Cleopatras were mentored by Jorge Gonzalez, the mm-hmm. lead singer of Los Prisioneros, and at the time they were making shows together, but they were creating theater pieces, plays. Okay. So uh, I'm sure Las Cleopatras were singing this song on stage with Jorge Gonzalez uh, being there too, creating, you know, a Making a play, probably. Uh, I remember they make uh, Antigona. Okay. Sophocles, Antigona. And then they put it. They make it. I mean, but with music created by Jorge Gonzalez and Las Cleopatras were singing.
4: Oh, my God. That sounds amazing.
6: You know, so I'm 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 sure this was part of a play.
5: I'm getting this vibe because, you know, this was also late 80s, right? Or yes. Early 90s. Late late eighties. So am um, this is all like all the songs that we played so far that that you brought in sort of were around the time of the dictatorship. Yes. Would you say that there was a scene in Chile, akin to like the movida, in in Madrid no, that, it where didn't, this was kind of
6: didn't happen that way? I mean, it it was again, for a, it was a glimpse. Let's say four years, and after that, the. The democracy came back and another movement started okay. mm. with different musicians, different styles. During dictatorship, music is, you know, contestatory. And yeah, subversive when, maybe? Subversive. Okay. And then change for this music without a meaning, mm.
5: a political
6: meaning. Right.
5: Well, because even like, for example, that disco track that we listen to... You know, that's a risque, uh, not only is it a risque subject matter, it's a risque genre Uh to just have during, you know, an oppressive government, you know, sort of social structure. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking something like this, this is like female empowerment, you know, it really... that was crazy. This is really crazy. And like, also like it's being sort of pushed by um, one of the biggest pop stars of the moment.
6: They they were getting naked everywhere. Wow. You know, on the streets. And they were going to jail... I take it
5: yeah. Pinochet did not follow their Facebook page. Pinochet, Pinochet, Pinochet.
4: Got it. Um, <laughs> um. So this is this is interesting. Now, is it you, know, you say like after the dictatorship, uh, there was like a new scene where like the music sort of lost its meaning. But do you think is that maybe because in like a less repressive context, you know, something that might be kind of racy like loses its political like sense of danger. I
6: you know uh, no, I think uh, the 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 next generation of musicians uh, it was my generation mm. so we were really young and we were like tired of that we, we wouldn't we, we didn't want to connect with that political aspect and and we were listening to the cure and uh, cocktail twins mm. So we wanted to to create something to completely different, which is far away from political, you know, wasn't about political music.
5: It was played out. The subject matter was
4: just kind of, you
5: were exhausted. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And, and, okay, this is interesting, though, now, because, like, with that first song that you played, there, there does seem to be, like, a, a through line in Chilean music that is, like... Uh, Occurring, or that is like that like continues like up to the present day with um, you know some very uh, some very subversive messages mm-hmm. in in dance pop and in, in mm-hmm. dance music I'm thinking of like you know um, Javier Abena. we were talking about yeah, yeah but um, those are the, the so 2000s. and we were talking about Alex and mm-hmm.
6: 2000s again the so this, 90s so this is something so that's, that's returning
4: exactly. Interesting.
6: Exactly. So, in in fact, most of the two thousand music, this artist you just named, uh, they, they, they are um, <coughs> what's the word? They they are really connected with the sound of the eighties, and they like all of these musicians. So they try to, to to rescue just exactly what you said. They're in this search of a, a, a musical identity in in that particular period of time because let's say i, I consider the 90s were really bad
5: really yeah, that yeah. kind of recovery was okay. a little
4: rough.
6: In a lot of places especially in chile that's interesting there was great music but not oh. all the music you and you could
4: say that about about the u.s as well i think <laughs> yeah um <but> yeah <laughs> well
5: let's uh what's next
6: So, let's jump to the 90s. Okay. And uh, we'll listen to Los Cristianes.
5: Okay, yeah. Which
6: is a trio, uh, and there's a woman singing here. um,
5: Evelyn. uh,
6: Evelyn. And she, (sighs) the band is created by Christian Heine, who is the mastermind behind all the greatest music in Chile now. Alex Vanter, Denver, Javier Mena, Hepe, um, Camila Moreno, whatever. You, you just the folks named... at home can't
4: see, but I'm fanning myself. It's, yeah, yeah.
5: Chris Hain is the reason we're probably sitting in this room right now because
4: really
5: these these seminal albums. He's you know. Like his shadow just is hovering over all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to listen to the song and then we'll probably go in a little bit further into that subject. So here are Los Cristianes. um, And the song is, if I can find it.
6: Mírame solo una vez.
5: Mírame solo una vez. Here we go.
4: are all really into that. Um, what, uh, what? 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 No. What is the song about?
6: It's about love. It's a love song. Like, really melancholic love song. You want to cry over and over and over <laughs> listening to this song.
4: So this is teenage crying music. Absolutely. Okay. Every everybody needs some teenage crying music. Yes. At a certain point a in their life. I need it right now, actually. Yeah. I'll take two and call you in the morning. I have some cleanings. <laughs> And you're, you're never too old for teenage crime music, either. So. No, no. So... Um, oh. So, so I don't... We okay, can just, like, are, we can are we
6: really, really <laughs> impressed by the song? No. No.
5: But it's really... Because, uh, like, it's not like my world is shattered. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool to see the Christian Hayne magic mm-hmm. 20 years before I found out about it. Um, you know... Obviously, he's been brilliant for for a long, long time, and obviously, this is a little bit rougher uh, around the edges, not as polished as what we've you know come to know. He was a lot younger. He was you know just going into it. I mean, it's you know it makes you think about about a lot of the artists that you know today that you love today. Mm-hmm. Is like what they might be doing in ten years.
6: Well, that's that's uh, with this song. That's why he became the this important person in music industry. At the time, yeah, he became a, a success.
5: Okay, it was okay. and
6: everybody was w- wanted to work with him, and because this was magic compared with what was happening at the time. I don't, I don't want to even mention the bands at the time because you will feel like sorry for Chilean music.
5: Well, I mean, it feels like the song itself feels very delicate.
6: Yes, so it, it feels
5: is. very like as soon as I heard the strings, I was like, "Yep, this is a Heine production." Oh. Um,
6: But also the way of singing, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of music There was
5: a very throwback quality to it, Uh, you know, very like late 60s sort Mm -hmm. of pop, like that very like Marianne Faithful, Mm -hmm. very like uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, you know, almost folky. Mm -hmm. Um, Nico, you know, like I was definitely getting that late late, late 60s, early 70s sort of pop. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, but again, it was very delicate, very moody, very uh, autumnal. Um, but I liked it. I, I really liked it. It was, you know, uh, again, it's really, really cool to see sort of the, the beginnings of the superstar producer Mm -hmm. we know today.
4: So what do you think were Christian Haynes influences at this time? Like what was he drawing on?
6: Um, I mean, I don't remember exactly. I mean, uh, I know him for a while. Uh, I think he was listening a lot again of, to Twins too and House Martins but but I'm not sure maybe I mean we, we were discussing while we were listening to the song about this connection with uh, Bella and Sebastian mm-hmm. and probably they were listening to the same music as you, as you said but I'm not sure a little bit of
4: British mm-hmm. indie a little uh, bit of like yeah, for, for sure
6: for sure it's British indie uh Chilean music is really connected with what happened in Europe. Hmm. and ours.
4: people always moving to Germany.
6: And people going to Germany after that, yes. Yes. are really different than, than what's happening with uh, Mexican musicians. They were always connected with American music. Yeah. Hmm. We were connected in Chile with Spain, Italy, and British music, for sure. Interesting. Let's go with the beginnings of Javier Amena being Javier Amena.
5: Yeah. Okay. So let's let's give a little intro to Javier Amena before we also You're the expert her. there. Uh, Javier Amena, yeah. he's an electronic pop goddess. Yeah. Yeah. Who can do no wrong. No. Um sh- who hasn't done very much wrong, actually. Um yeah, I um you know, synth pop queen uh, of Chile, probably the biggest uh indie, Latin indie name out of Chile mm-hmm. at the moment uh, rivaled probably only by hippie uh, in terms of popularity and I they think they grew
6: together yeah
5: they they, they started out together um, which is really cool there's no actual rivalry there the, the whole idea of pop rivalry is more of an American thing um, one of the reasons I've always really been into um, the Chilean scene is because it's it's so small everybody, it's just a very encouraging scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I read, like, it was an interview with Hepe or something. It's just, like, you know, I drummed for Javiera, and then, like, you know, Alex would do an arrangement for me, and then, like, somebody would do keyboards on somebody else's. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, everybody's, like, really good friends. If there's, like, a feud or something, that's a very, you know, isolated case. But it's a a very, like, uh, friendly and and encouraging and positive environment. So I really like that. Um, So Javiera Mena, she has... Three solo albums. Um, you're take, giving us a glimpse into the pre-Javier Amena we've uh-huh. come to know. Uh, so I'm really excited to hear what this is about. So what's the name of the song?
6: So this is uh, her project Televisa.
5: Like the company?
6: Like the company. <laughs> okay. And and they have a problem with Televisa, so they changed the name to Prisa with two S. Ah. And um, this is a duo, an electronic duo using synth. Uh so I think you you will you will love it you will love it
5: cool okay this is Javier amena um, also catcher at uh, ruido Suest <laughs>
4: So before we go any further, I realized we forgot to mention um, Sokio, in addition to running the record label Punk Records, is also a musician in his own right. You should totally check out his tunes mm-hmm. and, and a DJ. And he does he does all things music. Name a music thing. He does that thing. Yes, he does We, just, we, we thought we should make <laughs> that clear. We wanted to clarify.
6: Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> it's about to get pissed. No, thank you. Thank yeah. you for reminding me. I'm I'm a musician.
5: I don't know. If you, I don't know if you know this, but I was a fan of yours before we met. Yeah, you told me. Because like I. I pirated both your albums, and I, I'm i not even ashamed to say Aww, it.
4: that's so sweet.
5: <laughs> I'm not even... Hey, look. I
6: was giving away <laughs> those albums, so no problem Well, at there
5: all. was um, the first one. I, uh, Columbia. Columbia. I really like Columbia a lot. Like, I really play that. I, um, I, I played a lot of those tracks a lot because, like, it was really cool, like, house music. And I was like, okay... Cause I, I, it was just at the cusp. I, like I had discovered Javier Men, Alexander Jepe, mm-hmm. Jep, Igual, Facuta, etc. And I was like, this is really cool. So I was like, okay, who's related to these artists? And then your name came up, and I was like, okay, this isn't the synth pop that I've been hearing. This is mm-hmm. like more. It's like obviously it's bolder, but it's like it's all it's also like more uh, widely encompassing, more produ- highly produced. Like mm-hmm. obviously somebody who's not just starting out. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who's been at this for a while. Um, and I definitely got that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so then I re- found out that you were a Brooklynite now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I knew at some point we would meet. I don't even remember. I was probably drunk no. when we met. Yes. Um,
6: no, we were both <laughs> drunk. And it was great.
5: That, you, that's usually how it goes for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
6: Was, I mean, you, you, you went to see me performing at Glasslands. And that was the first time.
5: No, mm-mm. I know. That I was met, the I know I met you before that because you knew who I was. You already knew who I was when I went to Glasslands, oh. and so did Amanda. And I was like,
6: Ah, with hippie. who are you? Yeah, like, We went to see Hebe.
5: Oh, at uh, at LAMC. So yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's that's the. I met a lot of people. I met Paola there. Mm. I actually met Alex there the first time. Um, and yep, I hyperventilated. It's one of the <laughs> uncoolest <laughs> things I've ever done, and I don't even give a fuck. Nobody can tell me nothing because I met Alex Ambante, and he's cool, and, like, we even went on to hang out a little bit after, so that made my universe... What
6: happened the next day?
5: Um, well, depends on what, I mean, to be more specific in that question, (laughs) um, a lot of things happened because it was a fun night, but, um, yeah, so, anyway, like, that was, that was a, that was a really fun night. That was actually, like, the first LAMC that I ever went to, Mm. that's, that's, that's the week I met, like, Joelle, Uh I met, because, like... You know me, I like to dress up and go get drunk and have a crazy fun time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I met Joel that week, I met you that week, Alex. I tried to meet Hippie, but Hippie kind of gave me the cold shoulder. I'm still mad about that. No, I'm not. Because um, everybody wanted to know him. His <laughs> He's set was a
6: incredible. great, great guy. His he- set was amazing,
5: amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the point of this little segment was to say that Sokio is dope. And you should oh, check out okay. punk records with many artists, some of which we've even highlighted on here. Um, Algodón Egipcio uh, which
6: is a releasing album next week
5: okay you know plug your shits buy my chicle
4: yeah a little bit
6: don't worry a little bit louder go go to (laughs) punkrecords.com and check it out
5: or their SoundCloud or their Facebook or their Instagram or all of them yes okay so um, last
6: last song let's finish with one of my favorites it's a personal Really, I'm really involved in that song. It's a collaboration with a uh, Chilean rapper, musician, activist, Dada Lu. And we create this song. Um, let me see. I'm not sure if there's... We, we make two, three songs together.
5: Yeah, you call it I'm choosing
6: uh, Decidir. Okay, so we create that song for the elections. Hmm. So we were calling the people to... Was this
5: for Piñera or Bachelet? For going to vote. Okay. Just in general.
6: Just in general. For going to vote we were we were both concerned about the issue and we we thought we were just helping. Hey. So innocent.
5: saying something is helping more than just saying. I'm
6: sure, I'm sure. Okay. So decidir.
5: Let's listen to that now. Let's decide. played so far i really like that um for the listeners at home or in their car or on the train uh we were all dancing around the room
6: yeah i mean i was crazy and uh i'm glad you like it uh, because i I really wanted to create that moment with all this other horrible music first and (laughs) ended up with this holiday to to make yourself look good yeah i I see what you're doing i see (laughs) That's the magic of being a DJ. You create that moment. You you <laughs> oh
4: go for. Oh my God! It. You played us. Yeah,
5: that, that that was the whole idea. We there was even that like one drunk girl that went up to the DJ booth and was like, "Can you
4: play Gaga?" <laughs> <laughs>
5: but, <coughs> but again, you know, just for the comfort of you, the listener, we edited that out. But anyway.
6: So Do so, you never.
5: I've I've so I've, with I've her? heard of Dalalu. I've heard of her and I've seen her. Like I I. You know, if I see her in a lineup, I, I'd be able to pick her out. Um, and I've, I've heard songs in passing. Again, knowing, like, li- having listened to your own music, I've I've definitely heard songs with her on it, but I don't know her. Like, what does she do? What is... what is She's in
6: rap. She's a rap female artist, and... Is
4: she real? I, but it's, like, in a very, very... In a very, very lo-fi indie Absolutely. way. Um, my first memory of her is this music video, and she's... Dressed like a cat. Yes. <laughs> and it's and I'm like, what is going on? I love it, and that's and it, I, ever since it was love at first sight. Well, because the music is synth, so you tell me that she's a rapper, and like you just you know
5: destroyed my world. I had like I had no idea that she was a rapper.
6: I mean, her album, which we we put together with Punk Records and Michita Rex.
5: Oh wow! You took it back.
6: Yeah, we we made it together. Uh, was all real instruments okay she put together a band with uh, with brass you know there was a a lot of great instruments there Mm -hmm. and people working and yeah that was far away from synth pop and I think we make a lot of synth songs because I am a synth guy right Uh, and yeah I mean a lot of people was really connected with her because of her lyrics I mean still today Uh, She, in my understanding, she stopped for a while. I mean, she was far away from whatever was happening. Uh You know, too much synth pop, too much pop, too much uh, Absolute and uh, Red Bull happening around. (laughs) You know, like the brand. Musicians were getting branded. And so she wasn't Uh feeling it. And she was was away. She was away from that. And then she made a move and went to Paris. No, to France. Sorry, uh, she went to France in general, uh, in make a tour with some people in in the really indie rapping scene, and then she came back to, to Chile and started making more great, crazy, great music again. So, I guess she's making a new album. I will. I wish I could hear something.
4: You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I really appreciate, uh, one of the things that I
5: do notice about, like, uh, indie musicians in, in Latin America, and particularly in Chile, because, like, I, I used to live there and that's where I know the most amount of people, at least within the scene, um, there's indie in, like, the U.S. or Canada or, you know, and, like, say, like, let's say the first world, even though that's a fairly, fairly incendiary term, um, It's really just any kid that went to Walmart and, like, paid $100 for a guitar or got their parents or their grandma Mm -hmm. to pay for a guitar. Where, like, I feel like in Latin America, and again, specifically in Chile, all these up-and-coming musicians went to school for this. Um, You know, everybody went to a conservatory, you know. Yeah, a
6: lot. lot, But there's a lot of do-it-yourself, too. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, because,
5: like, you just described, like, you know, you put together her first album kind of just, like, whatever but she had a brass band that No she went to school. She went right. to school. She
6: studied music that's for sure. I mean I know. I know that
5: yeah, I mean these 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 artists start, you know, just sort of figuring it out as they go but like Me Llamo Sebastian went to the conservatory or uh, Mariana from from Denver She's, you yeah, know went she's to, a and I think that's where he, she met Milton also. Oh,
6: or, or but Facuta she's an architect. Really? Yeah, she's an architect. I love that. Yeah.
4: I can believe that, listening to her music. I can yeah. believe that like, there's something very going on in there.
6: Christian Heine, he is a journalist. He's not a musician at all. Oh, yeah, he he's out not as a in-
4: music journalist, right? Yeah,
6: and he's not anything related with mixing or... No, he went straight to hey. making
4: music and then became a producer... And running a studio, and, but he never studied that. I'm interested in the, the fact that, in the idea that, like, a lot of people do come from a music education background. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Is there, like, a good, is there, like, a particularly good um, music curriculum available in Chile?
6: Yes, absolutely.
4: That's interesting, because um, that's the reason you get so many people from, say, Sweden, or that have, like, that's why they have, like, this insane amount of pop. That's, mm-hmm. like, incredible because there's really good free um, music education mm-hmm. in a lot of Scandinavian countries. So, and I've always wondered, like, how is this, like, how is this happen? Like, you know, because everyone wants to know why is Sweden like that? And I'm like, well, you know, Chile is like that, too. It's like there's all this, there's so much good stuff. And it's like, oh, because there's good music education.
6: I mean, I, th- I, I I don't think there's a good music education in all the, you know.
4: On all
5: levels?
6: Levels. Yeah, um, but let, let's put it this way. I mean, people who's making music and especially the kind of music we like, they're not coming from the most poor, the poor, poor side of things. You know, they they have a standard. Right. They are really well, you know, settled. I
5: mean, but it's a matter also of environment. I feel like where, you know, where Chile, you know, Chile is kind of like a. Since it is one of the more developed countries in Latin America, it you know it's very urban. It's very mm-hmm. uh, it can be very cold at times. Like not and I don't just mean in temperature. it can be a, a lonely place, uh, Santiago. Um, as an expat there, trust me, <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking about. Um, but like for example, if you think of something in Brazil, like or, or even in the Caribbean, it's very easy to get into music because there's uh-huh. music just playing everywhere, everywhere at all times, and you're just bombarded with it. And like to the point where you can't escape. I was trying to have a conversation with my mother today. And, like, I could just hear music blaring from cars passing by, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... And Chile is not that kind of place, yeah. you know? Like, you might if you see it in the market, you might hear it in the markets or something. Um, but, you know, just on your day-to-day, it's very European in, in that, like, you can just sit in a cafe or something and it'd just be, like, nice, peaceful. Um, so, like, I guess to fall into music, you really have to search for it, I mm-hmm. Like, you have to have a desire um, or, like, a predisposition for, for them, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah. I'm very, very pleased with this. I I feel like this has been a very informative uh, episode. I think we've, you know, really, you've given us, you brought in a a wide range. My Um, God, thank you. So I'm really excited about that. (laughs) I was worried. Um, Thank you for joining us. You should should be on every episode from now on. No. Don't say that. He's just like, he all of a sudden just became co-executive producer. Um, <laughs> all I'm, all I'm, what I, what I, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what I really learned from this episode is that if Christian Hayne could be like the biggest or, and best music producer in Chile, yeah, having I'm been a music journalist, sure. Beverly and I are starting a punk band next week. Just saying.
6: He needs to make the band happen. Mm-hmm. It's so, going to be
5: called Baby Soap. We're it's gonna ready. It's called Headbutt. Headbutt. <laughs> With your air guitar, <laughs> yep. Headbutt. Um, and our album will be called Concussion. Yes. Um, but yeah. anyway, that's been uh, another episode of Song Mess. What what song are we playing to 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 play us out? I mean, Liliths or I'm, I'm gonna help you. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. yeah anyway. Anyway. Um, whatever we end up playing, guys, it's gonna be kick ass. We'll just decide in post. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned. Don't tell them that. Good
4: shit to come. We plan out everything ahead of time, very carefully. We wouldn't be song mess if we did.